I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wine. Yes, I can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So this week, my guest needs zero introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway, because I fucking love her. She is the gorgeous Gabby Allen. Woo! Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, babe. Thanks for having me. Don't be so daft. Thank you for coming on. So for everybody listening, um, I have been trying to get Gabby on the podcast for mm, about four months now. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> she is the busiest woman in the biz, and that is why it means an awful lot to me that you've took your time to be here today, mate. Ah, oh, thanks, love. You're all welcome. So for anyone who's been living under a rock for like the last three, four years and doesn't know who you are, tell everybody who you are. Well, I think it's going to be on my bloody gravestone that I am Gabby from Love Island. Mm. And yeah, so I did that back in 2017. And then the year after I did the the final Celebrity Big Brother, Ooh. which I think was even harder than Love Island, even though it was like half of the time. <laughs> and then what did I do after that? And then I've done like the odd bit and bob, but... I obviously before Love Island I was a personal trainer so when I came out I was like I still want to keep doing that so I brought out a fitness cookbook yes which I'll send you one Vicky if you haven't already got one no I'm dying for um, that <laughs> I brought out a fitness app I'm now partners with Fit the Fit app which is like the main thing for me because like it's amazing yeah we're the world's rate, like, number one rated fitness app so just gonna blow my own trumpet with that one. <laughs> no, the um, per- perfect place to blow your own trumpet. Yeah, pretty much that, and just fitness, 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 and then the odd bit of you know, TV. Yeah, I'm just... not really a personality like you lot, though. Oh, don't be so daft, mate! Like you've crammed an awful lot into a short space of time there, Petal. You like to keep busy, don't you? You, you know what? You sound like my mum because I'm like, I'm like, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I've got a list of things that I want to tick off. Yeah, but. Everyone's like, you can't do everything at the same time. Just chill out. It's just like one thing at a time. Like you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, but what about this? What about that? <laughs> so, but I suppose it's the best way to be, isn't it? I completely get it though, because <clears throat> I remember when I first sort of came into the industry, maybe it's not first because it was a little bit more difficult. We didn't, you burst onto the scene with something like Love Island, like you burst onto the scene. It's this massive reality TV juggernaut and overnight you go from being like little Gabby Allen from Liverpool to being like Gabby from Love Island. And it's about <laughs> 3 million people have watched you. Your followers have gone up about 2 million. Everybody knows your name, especially if they're a specific demographic 
graphic and you feel like this huge amount of pressure when you come out to essentially make hay while the sun shines, don't you? Because you don't know how long that little window is going to last. Um, And for some people, fortunately, like our mate Olivia, like you, for example, it goes on for a long time and you do get great opportunities. But for other people, they fade into obscurity quite quickly. And I think that must always be in the back of the head, your head mate when someone says, do you want to do this show or do you want to release this cookbook or do you want to do this clothing range? You must think to yourself, well, yes, I have to. Do you? Well, this is the thing. And I've spoke to quite a few um, Love Islanders like after I left, like the years after me. Hmm. Um, And people, because there is so many of us now, they're literally just like churning us out, especially with there being two shows a year and stuff. Well, there was before COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, they like people will take anything they'll do anything like people are doing all sorts of like instagram stuff and and i'm not gonna lie when i first came out i did the same thing like i'd gone from having less than two thousand followers to a million followers and i was like oh my god i need to make as much money whilst i can i need to do all these posts i need to do three three outfits a day whereas my mates are messaging me going gab you definitely do not get changed three times a day and i'm like shut up i'm making money shut up so literally that's what it's like when you first come up with them i think people or like because it is so big like love island is literally it took over the uk uh-huh. at some point anyway um but you can come out as you say and do amazingly well but people expect that people mm-hmm. go on the show and expect to come out with four million followers and then yeah. make three million pound in, in a week or whatever it is but the reality is is that if you if you're not lucky enough, a lot of it come down, comes down to luck. Mm. But also I always say to people, go in there with a plan B because that's why I'm still working because I had my my career anyway, you yeah. know? And I stay streamlined with the fitness and stuff because mm-hmm. that's what I know and that's what I've got longevity in. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think as well, like you're being like super hard on yourself and super modest because I know you, Gabs, and I know Olivia. I know like most of the people who've managed to parlay a stint on Love Island into something with a little bit of longevity. And it hasn't just happened out of sheer luck. Not there's there's been an element, I get you, but it's happened because you're a hard worker and you are nice to people, you do favours for other people, like you learn everybody's names. It's happened because you deserved it. And that's my honest opinion. Oh, so. thanks. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, it obviously, it, it comes down to, like, I I don't stop, like, always striving to do something else. And, yeah. you know, Liv's the same. Like, me and Liv are really good friends, as you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're always looking for the next thing for us to do for... And, like, whereas a lot of people do sit back and expect it to come to them. But I was never like that before. Like, before I did Love Island, I was teaching at four different studios. I was working, like, 60 hours a week doing fitness stuff, so my body was in bits. <laughs> um, but I was all, I've was i always been, like, a grafter. So yeah. I think when you've been like that before it and it's instilled in you, it's make, it makes me, like, now I'm like, what can I do next? And I want to keep it going, you know, keep the momentum going. That's the main thing. Yeah. No, and I think that's important. Um, I think as well, like, I know... I always believe, oh, like, make here while the sun shines. You can you can rest in 20 years' time or whatever. And I make all these excuses for why I love to work so much. But actually, it is it is just that. Gabby, like, I like to be busy. I like to be proactive. Yeah. I like to have, like, I like to be doing a different thing every day. And I like to keep my mind occupied. And I, get, I reckon you're probably the same, are you? Yeah, you know what it is? Like, during lockdown, for example, obviously, some people that have gone from working nine to five full-time jobs, like, it was kind of, it, it was a different, it was a complete reverse yeah. for them because they'd come into lockdown and, and enjoying 
obviously maybe not enjoying is the right word, but you know they had they're experiencing something different to me. Whereas I was going from working all the time to then being stuck in my house, not doing anything, not going to events, not like doing any shoots, not like you know not doing anything like that. So that's when I then did my lockdown shape up groups and I was doing lives every single day and everyone goes to me, how did you do that every day? And I'm like, because it gave me like purpose and something to do during this time, like something to work on from day to day, like, and, you know, getting, helping other people, like being, like having some sort of like, like community, being part of a group where like we were working towards something together and, you know, it's like gives you reason and motive to get up in the morning that's like the main thing for me so that's why i haven't done a lockdown group now for a couple of months and um, just because people are on and off like whether people are going to work or people aren't going to work it's an uncertain time and everyone was doing them yeah <laughs> but now i'm just like walk around my house and i'm like how many times can i clean my house this week <laughs> <laughs> no you need we all do and i think that's one of the things that i preached about lockdown is that we all had to find what purpose what focus and it didn't matter whether you were one of these super productive people who wanted to get up every morning and do sunrise yoga and learn to speak latin and pick up playing the cello if that was you then fucking pat on the back i mean it wasn't me at all but there were some people who <laughs> all it, all all the focus was was sort of making sure that kids were okay and if that was that was what you had to do every day then that was fine we just had to find the thing that kept us going through lockdown and for everybody it was exactly. different but for yours it evidently was building that community it was fitness wasn't it yeah it was just um yeah the same like that same you know and i had a lot of friends that went from working to like not working and so then i was like trying to give people like because one of my friends, for example, she's an estate agent. Mm-hmm. So she lost her job. She was made redundant. Now, luckily, she's like back in work and she's like more busier than ever. And she's like, bloody hell, I miss lockdown. Whereas <laughs> I was like, okay, she's really good at the whole admin side of things. So I was like, do you want to help me? Like, yeah. I'm terrible with all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like doing all, like, I don't like it all. Like, it's just not for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, do that. Can you help me do this? And then she was working with me and it was nice to like try and get people doing something if, if they wanted to be doing something. Yeah. But then at the same time, like there was some times where I was like sat on my couch and I'm like, I don't feel guilty because I don't have to do anything right now. Nah. I can just be horizontal. I'm not doing a bad <laughs> It was like in so many ways, lockdown was a real eye-opener for people. And I do think um, I did take a lot of things from lockdown. Like, I know, God, it was a horrible time and I would have much preferred everyone had 2020 that they wanted. But we do have to learn from experiences. And for me, I took from lockdown so much stuff. Like, I learned what was really important to us. Like, I definitely learned I wanted to make more time for my family, my sister, my mum, my dad, my new little baby niece. Because um, when you're, when the opportunity, when they're not there, just for you to go and see them any time, you sharp realise what they mean to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I also realised that I was probably just going through life far too fast. Like with this yeah. desperate need gabs to just be doing the next thing. Like I couldn't be happy that I'd launched a podcast because all in my head was, well, someone else's is doing better, so I need to be doing as well as them. I couldn't be happy that I'd got a certain campaign because I was already thinking about the next one. I couldn't be happy yeah. that I was in a loving relationship because I was already thinking about moving in with him or being engaged. Like I was just constantly obsessed with the next big thing. And lockdown taught us to just, when it was all taken out of my hands, to just fucking relax, to take a step back. Just take enjoy me, it. Yeah, enjoy the here and the now, celebrate the little things because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, what are we rushing for? <laughs> what, was I in, yeah, no. what was I in such a rush for? Yeah, and also like 2020, even though, I feel like it's 
now when I look back, I'm like, wow, it's actually gone really fast. But actually, it's been a lot of time for people to actually just have that time, yeah. which we might never get back. Yeah. Like, I tried to... Um, <laughs> I tried to write a status the other day and sometimes I'm terrible at writing statuses. You know when you can't get your words out what, you, what you're trying to say? It's a difficult one. What I was trying to say is, is that, <laughs> you know, um, this is, oh, this is what it was. It was on my story because mm-hmm. during, say if we go back into lockdown or over over the um, Christmas holidays or whatever where the, the sun isn't out so I'm going to be less inclined to sit in my back garden. Unless you like sitting in the snow, you know, <laughs> No whatever, judgment. Do your thing. <laughs> but um, it's like, this is the time, like, trying to just take the positivity out of it, as in, like, this is the time that we might not ever get this opportunity to, like, study something or to spend that time with the kids yeah. or to work on something that you have always wanted to do or learn to knit or sleep more <laughs> or, like, you know, all this kind of stuff, which when you're working so much and you're so focused on all these other things, you might never get to do. So yeah. that's what I was trying to say. Like, this time I'm really going to try and study something. So... When I come out of lockdown next year, if we're in lockdown again, I'll yeah. be like, yes, at least I accomplished something, you know? Go on then, what are you thinking? You must have something in the back of your mind to be this passionate. What is it you want to study? Well, I've wanted to do it for ages. Go on. But it's it's still with fitness stuff, but I want I want to take my... So I got like level three personal training, but yeah. I want to do level four, but I also want to do something more with like, um, like correcting the body. So I want to do my Pilates course. Hmm. Um, I've got scoliosis, you see, so yeah. my my spine is curved. Um, well, it was curved, and now I've got rods in my back, so I'm very imbalanced. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, Pilates is meant to be uh, well, it is really good. I do Pilates myself, so I want to do my Pilates course, but I also want to do physiotherapy. So I'm trying to like learn online, but obviously there's so much you can. There's only so much you can do whilst like reading you have yeah. to actually have a body in front of you but I'm just trying to learn as much as I can about the body so then I can I want to eventually open my own like studio so I can have it all going on you know yes well babe honestly congratulations I just think it's more strings to your bow in it and who doesn't need more strings mm-hmm. to their bow I love a very stringy bow personally <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, mate. Good for you. I'm almost hoping we do go into another lockdown just so you can get that skill set. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Right, at the start of this chat, you said it was, oh, I feel like they're going to put it on me gravestone. Gabby Dawn Allen from Love Island. And it felt like, and forgive us if I'm wrong, it felt like there was a bit of a tone. <laughs> now, I absolutely get it, right? Because I've spoken about this at length before. No matter what shows I do, no matter how well I do on The Jungle, no matter how good I cook on MasterChef, no matter how many times I appear on this morning sofa, I am still Vicky from Geordie Shaw. And it's been 10 years now. And it's, I'm not saying, <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not grateful for the opportunity I was given with Geordie Shaw, but also it was a fucking long time ago and I am a very different person. So sometimes I get a little bit frustrated that that is still what I'm categorised as. Do you ever yeah. feel like... Fucking hell, I'm not just Gabby from Love Island. I am so much more. Or are you happy with that? Um, well, I see, as you just said, like I've I've been out of it for near, for three and a half now, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um and I am so grateful for the platform that it gave me. I honestly, Vic, when I went onto the show, I didn't know I was gonna be on there for the for the duration of it. Yeah. I thought I'd go on there like for a few days, come out and um be able to charge a bit more money for PTs or, you know, do something like that. I have a few you more low followers ba- on Instagram. You lowballed it, babe. You lowballed it. You absolutely smashed it. Honestly, like, I never I never for one moment thought that I'd be on till the end. So that yeah. was amazing for me. Um, so I'm really grateful for having that 
Like I never went back to teach a class again, you know? Yeah. However, not that I didn't love doing it. Like I absolutely love teaching. And mm. like, that's why I still do it now, but just obviously on a different kind of, um, just in a different way. Yeah. But um, I, I do sometimes like, cause I'm not, I want to be like Gabby Allen, like the, the, you know, have you seen Gabby Allen's app? Have you seen, yeah. you know, this kind of thing rather than known as Gabby from Love Island. But then at the same time, I'm like, without that, I would still, I'd probably still be on 2000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. So you're, you're, gr- you're super grateful for everything I gave you, but there's, there's just a part of you that wouldn't mind being described as something else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so when I am, when I do do like events or like, say if I uh, am doing something and they don't describe me as Gabby from Love Island, I'm like, yes, I made it. (laughs) People know me for just being me rather than from Love Island. But then, you know, it is what it is. Like, and I think at least, at least I feel like at least I'm doing something that's not, I was going to say something that sounds really bad then. But I mean, as in like, at least I'm not just doing like Love Island related stuff. Like I am doing things with my own brand and that you're carving your own path mate i think that's obvious for yes. everyone to see um I'll, I'll go on about loving for a little bit longer because i know you are so much more than that but I, I don't know if you know how much of a big fan i am of the show <laughs> <laughs> i do <laughs> i fucking love it and like i'm so just like everyone else like you'd think given that i come from reality tv myself i'd be able to like keep it in my pants and not fangirl you so hard <laughs> but i completely can't i remember watching your year and it was a big year as far as i'm concerned like that was a real turning point for Love Island like it must have been the highest viewers they've ever had or at least like when it started to really build um, and I remember this one moment and it made me I loved you anyway I went to, like I've always loved Scousers I went to Union Liverpool I thought you were fab um, I remember I did After Sun when Tyne Lexi came out and oh my God, she, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What's everyone like?" And she was like, "Gabby is me girl. She's the nicest one. Like, I want her to win." And I remember thinking, "Yeah, I can see that. She's the tits." Oh. But I was so fucking buzzing. Um, anyway, and there was this one moment that actually had me nearly in tears. And I'm a big fanny, so it doesn't say much. But I remember it was when you'd made like a really strong connection with Marcel, and you and him were. It almost felt like super untouchable. Like you were just like dead happy in there. And then you had this moment where none of the lads were coming in and asking oh to take you on a date. Can you remember? It's gonna haunt me for the rest of my no, life. Don't honestly, mate. It was the most relatable thing I've seen on something like Love Island because you are absolutely, you are absolutely gorgeous. And I would have never thought in a million years you had any sort of insecurities. And that's really ignorant from my point of view because as women we all have them. Fuck now. But I remember you sitting there and saying like, I just think like. If I'd have had a boob job, would people have wanted to come in here and get to know me more? Or and you probably start to question yourself. And he, he had your back to be fair, but I thought, Jesus Christ, he's just a normal girl. And honestly, mate, yeah. I fell in love with you. I fell in love with you, and I'm sure the nation did as well. <laughs> like literally, I can't believe. Well, no, I can't believe. But I get asked about this all the time, I'm and surprised. I am actually glad that um, I still get messages on Instagram from like people because I think. People will, like, go back and re-watch the shows and stuff oh. like that. Um, but I get messages from people being like, you know, that was so relatable and um, basically what you just said. And I'm like, I'm actually so glad that I did, you know, just lay myself bare and, yeah. like, show how vulnerable I was at that moment because I wasn't going to. And then, like, it was... You know what it was? It was hard for me because I knew that everybody loved me and Mars together. Mm. Um, 
And it wasn't that I wanted anybody else. Yeah. It was just the fact that obviously people were coming in all the time. Yeah. And other girls would be like, well, everybody fancies me. Everybody wants me. It's like so hard. Oh and it was God. just like knocking me confidence because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like not one person has wanted to like come in. Like, yeah. and even just try and take me off him. Like, I didn't want to be taken. <laughs> but I'm like, at least show me that like you'd at least want to, you know? Let's just give um, him a bit of competition, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, d- don't get me wrong. I know like we're like, we can all be in happy relationships and all that. But when someone gives you the, the eye, yeah, you a bit oh, of confidence, it's it? so nice to feel desired. Like, like I don't yeah. don't care how happy you are in a relationship. It's always such a confidence boost if someone says like, "Oh, she's attractive," or oh, "Like you've done well there, mate," or "Oh, you're punching," or even gives them a little competition. Like, not in everyday life, obviously, but within the realm of Love Island, like it would have been such. I get it, a confidence boost, and my mind's blown that it didn't happen, mate. It really is because. Oh, thanks. Pff, I mean, absolute. Gem. I look at pictures of myself though. From I look more like my three like three years ago self today because i've got like not a lot of makeup on <laughs> but i'm like bloody hell no one no wonder nobody actually want to date love stop them eyelashes for starters <laughs> and it was just you know what i think it is too is like the longer you're in there like when we all go in we've all got our hair done it's really glam yeah and then by week three your hair's on top of your head no makeup you can't yeah. be asked you're literally just like if you don't like me for what you see, then that's it. But then you forget that you're like being filmed all day, every day. And Aww. people are probably thinking, bloody hell. <laughs> Put some makeup on it. It's funny how fast you forget what you're actually doing. Like everyone used to say it to us and people still say it to me. Um, like I mentioned earlier, people just do not seem to be able to forget I was on Jordy Show. So they always say like, God, like why did you act the way you did? And did you not want to put makeup on? And did you not want to like, did you not think, God, there's people watching me? And I just felt like saying like, honestly, guys, you'd be surprised how quick you forget that you're on a TV show and you become absorbed with other things like, you you become so invested in in like what's going on around you so it's the relationships between you it's the dynamics in the house and you forget that there's three million people watching and all you're focused on is whether like charlotte got fingered off gary the night before like do you know what i mean you just <laughs> literally lose sight of like the big the whole the big picture and you just focus on what's immediately around you don't you honestly that is i couldn't have put it better myself and i think when you're in, when you're in something like that, mm. you, every, like every, so you've got nothing to do yeah. but to talk to the people that you're in the house yeah. with, and to talk about your relationships with them. Talk about how much you don't like that person, or yeah. how much you do like that person. Yeah, well, so you know, small, isn't it? So small when you're in. Yeah, there. or what's going to happen in a few days, and like all this kind of thing, and you kind of you have you get so invested in what's going on in this little bubble that you completely forget what is going on on the outside, and I think that is like such an important thing for people to remember is that like it is in there like that that is your whole world at that present moment yeah and then obviously when you come out of it you're like that didn't even mean anything you know when you get so invested in something something yeah. happens and you're like oh my god what a bitch and now i look back at some things that happened like me and montana even had an argument one day and montana's one of my like the closest <laughs> friends from there now yeah. and i'm like i cannot even imagine arguing <laughs> with you about something that stupid yeah 
But when you're in there, it seems like the end of the world. Yeah, of course. But it's it's what it's designed to be. It's a pressure cooker. So in everyday life, you've got loads of stimuluses that you've got loads of things that if you are feeling a little bit edgy, if you are feeling a bit stressed out, you can just sit down and do and it takes your mind off it. Whether it's reading a good book, whether it's watching your favourite show, whether it's a phone call with your mum, all these things alleviate pressure and help you see things more clearly. However, in Jodie Shaw, on Towie, in Love Island, you it, the situations are deliberately designed to irritate you sometimes and yeah. you, all those things are stripped away that could help you calm down so you do you cry when in real life you wouldn't cry you shout when in oh, real life you wouldn't shout every show that i do right i get all these trolls being like why do you cry so much and i am a crier <laughs> every time every time i do any show and there's a camera in my face I can cry if I'm happy, cry if I'm sad, cry if I'm horny, cry if I'm anything. Like, literally, I am a crier. And then I come outside and, like, my mates are like, but you're not like that? And I'm like, you do not understand. I'm not like that on the real world. But when you're on TV, yeah. I, all of a sudden, I'm like this crybaby. Yeah. It's awful. Honestly, mate, like, you're preaching to the choir here. because I am a crier, like, 110%. I'm so tearful. I'll cry all the time. Like, I cry. I cried on MasterChef, for fuck's sake, when they liked me food. <laughs> like, that is the pinnacle of, like, emotionally unstable. But, like, the, the thing I always get pulled up on, right, is that people always go, why does she miss her mum all the time? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I must look absolutely crackers because I go into like, say it was The Hunted, for example, and I was a week in and I was like, I'm going to have to go and see me mum. I really miss her. And all, when it, the show came out, I got all of these trolls being like, you're a fucking fully grown woman. Why can't you go a week without seeing your mum? And I was like, right, I completely understand where you're coming from, guys. Like, if I was watching this, I'd feel the same way too. But the thing is, like, it's not normal. And it, you're not like, you're not just down the road from your mum. It's mom. not normal. Yeah. Every day is it. like a week long. Yes. So technically, if you've been in there for a week, then it's like seven weeks long. So exactly. obviously you're going to miss your mum. And of course, and like you're on the run, you're being hounded, like in this particular instance, obviously, <laughs> like I couldn't sleep at night. Like I was super scared all the time. I had no support structure. So yeah, you do. You miss your mum. And like, yeah. honestly, I just wish I could explain to people like, I don't, like I don't wake up in the, I'm 30. I'm God, I'm 32, I'm nearly 33. But I don't wake up in the morning just on a random Tuesday and sit there and be like, God, I, re <laughs> I, I really miss me, man. <laughs> like, I miss that a normal amount, okay? So <laughs> oh, you know what? That I did lockdown with my mum and I love my mum to bits. She's amazing. And I think to myself, I miss my mum because obviously I'm at home on my own now. Yeah. And then I go home and I see her for a couple of days and I'm like, right, I'm going back home because you're doing my head in. <laughs> I can spend 10 minutes with her and then I'm like, right, I don't miss you anymore. Honestly, mate, I just think, like, uh, I obviously had lockdown when we fell out, but I, w I did think for a while, like, God, like if I'd had to do this with me family or me mum, like I would have loved it for a little bit, but it would have shocked on me tits. It would have shocked yeah. on me tits. I think uh, I think anyone who didn't row with whoever they spent lockdown with, like, is a liar, actually. I just so think it's not possible. You, we did we did really well. Really, really, really well. Like I'm, she must have been staying with me for like at least six weeks. Right. Don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was all great, mm. all great, and then right at the end, Ooh, yeah, blew up like massive row. Walks out the house, slams the door, no, drives it. home back to Liverpool, no. drove back from London to Liverpool. I was like, bye then, <laughs> and then ring, rings me when she gets back the day after. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is that, is that I was it? Like, 
I was like, all right, whatever. Your mum is so extra. I feel like I love her already. amazing. (laughs) Honestly, I'm going to stop talking about Love Island, but this is the last question. Um, You smashed it, mate. And that moment when you showed that you were super vulnerable and you were just a normal girl, I actually don't think you would have realised at the time the gravity of what you were doing, but it made normal girls with normal bodies like myself just think like, how difficult being in that situation actually must be. And also Mm -hmm. it made us respect you um, and it made us see you as like a normal, uh, just a normal girl. So well done for that. Do you have any advice? I know Love Island didn't happen this year, boo-hoo. But do you have any advice for anyone who's wanting to do Love Island or some sort of reality TV in the future? I think from kind of what I touched on before, the main thing I would say is that don't go in with any expectations. Yeah. Obviously, you want to go in and enjoy it and make the most of the opportunity, but some people go in and don't come out for two months like me, and then some people go in and come out after five days and they're like, shit, I've just quit my job. I've just done all these things, and, you know, what what am I going to do with my life now? I would always just say that make sure when you're going in there, there's a plan B. You have something that you really want to do that's other than Love Island. Or, you know, if you do come out and you've got X amount of followers, use it to your advantage and make sure... Strike whilst the iron's hot for one, but also make sure you're doing what is going to work for you longevity-wise. Like, if you were a nail artist before you went in, come out and smash something to do with nails. You know, do something that's like people know you for. Like, I was known for having better abs than the boys in there. So I came (laughs) out and I was like, abs, you know, fitness, fitness. And it worked for me. But, you know, sometimes people, it is hard to find that kind of stuff. I just think that try and have some sort of idea of what you want to do when it comes to long, like long-term stuff. And then also, I would say, um, if I could go back and do it myself now, I think I would be different because I think I actually have found myself, cliche to say, because <laughs> I do yeah. have a lot more confidence and and I think I would just be, yeah, more confident in myself now. But and nobody is you and that is like... Yeah, what is that saying? Nobody's you and that's your superpower. That's it. That's so it, girl. Like, you know, I might not have had big fake tits. And even though it's not that I don't want them now, like I'm still umming and ahhing <laughs> and four years on. I've been wanting them since I was 18. But I just think <laughs> there are, that person will be looking at you and thinking, oh, I wish I had her eyes. Or, yeah. you know, that she's got a great personality or, you know, she, all these things. It's like you have something that someone else doesn't have and yeah. just be confident and own it. Oh, I love that. Like, no, it's <laughs> such an important thing to learn, especially in a, like a place like that. And God, I, I don't know how I coped, how I would have coped in Love Island. Like, I think being so hemmed in with all these beautiful and unrealistic images of perfection, like I feel like even the strongest person would 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 criticize themselves. So I think mm. that's great advice, mate. Um, I remember once in the dressing room. There was like Liv Atwood, Montana, Amber, Camilla, all these girls. Everyone's gorgeous. And I said something like, I said something, but like knocking myself, like my confidence, whatever. And Liv turned around and went to me, Gab, you don't know you're born, mate, or however she said she would have said it. <laughs> and I didn't really know what it meant at the time. And, and I, I always remember that because I think, you know, she, I mean, you know what, we know what Liv's like. She's just straightforward. She yeah. says it is, it is. But even then at that time, like she was giving me a bit of a boost of confidence yeah. and saying, you're nicer than you think you are. But I was like being hard on myself, being like, oh, but I'm not six foot with massive tits, you know? <laughs> 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 but 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I get it, mate. I get it. But she's fucking telling you like you're absolutely perfect just the way you are. So there was that level of camaraderie with the girls, wasn't there? Like they did all look after yeah, each other, like, have each other's backs. Yeah, there was there was some some days where everyone hated each other, but then there were some days where we all, you know, we were in it together kind of thing. And we're, some of us are still friends now, some of us aren't. But that's just life, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's... um. I loved it. I, I, now I look back and I, I'm a bit older. I'm like, yeah, I loved it at the time. I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, I've had such a nice time talking to you, but this is the end of part one. Will you come back in part two? And I promise we'll talk about something other than Love Island. I promise. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Get in. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.